Hey, welcome to Small Simple Steps. This is episode 33. Hey, my guest today is Blake Stelzer, and I think you're going to really enjoy this podcast. Even even though our story today may sound like it's it's about sports, because we're going to talk about Blake's baseball career, it's really about uh, how life is a process, and good things come to those who work hard through small, simple steps. Hey, Blake, welcome to the podcast. Appreciate it, Gary. Hey, you know, before we begin, I got to give a shout out to your mom, Lynn. She is incredible. <laughs> Lynn Stelzer's uh, awesome. She's she, she's like uh, the Fourth of July. She comes into a room and w- lights it up. <laughs> she's also my she's also my sister. So yeah. got to do a little bragging. Hey, you just finished your baseball season with the St. Cloud Rocks in the Northwoods League. And we're going to center our conversation about uh, how you got to where you are currently with your career, because the Northwoods League is no slouch league. You've got to be a very good player. Now, you've been been a Division II baseball player, um, and uh, you you played uh, junior college. But let's go back. And let's talk about, even though right now you, st- you stand, what, 6'3", 20, what, 205? Uh, about 220, actually. Oh, jeez. Yeah. About 220. <laughs> Put on a couple pounds. <laughs> um, you weren't always that big. Let's, let's no. go back to uh, where your real passion was in sports before you uh, really focused on baseball. Go ahead, tell us. Uh, yeah, so actually it had nothing to do with baseball. I always played baseball growing up, but... Um, I truly got into basketball probably after, you know, when I used to live down in Texas, we came up for Christmas all the time to Minnesota and you were coaching at the time. And I think that's what really got me wanting to play basketball a little bit more than baseball. And you even came to Gusty camp one summer. I remember you brought your, your clan with you from Lakeville South and, uh, so then what happened uh, in ninth grade that maybe kind of changed uh, your sports life? Yeah, so, I mean, I wasn't tall, obviously. I was 5'1", five, 5'2", five, I think, my freshman year. <laughs> um, I maybe was pushing 100 pounds at the time. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I tried out for the basketball team, and I got cut, of course. You know, too small, couldn't shoot. <laughs> could barely have I could barely handle the basketball but um so it's kind of it's kind of you know a dagger but um I still loved it you know I didn't change my my attitude towards it I guess and so then uh you get cut and then you have to make a decision at that point are you going to just go home and uh play uh video games uh and that didn't happen uh, how, how did you channel becoming a better athlete? Um, I guess since like literally the next day, I think after I got cut, I asked my mom if I could get a gym membership. Um, and so we got a gym membership at the local, uh, gym here in Lakeville. And <laughs> I didn't even, I didn't go lift weights or anything. I just, I shot hoops for about, I don't know, probably like three to four hours a night. Um, I'd go like late in the evening and probably come home late at night. Became a better athlete. And then uh, um, in the spring of your freshman year, played baseball. Um, 
and you know nothing nothing special your sophomore year um decided not to go out for basketball right what did you what happened then um well i kind of so when i was playing baseball when i was younger i never really pitched much i was just more of an outfielder um kind of a middle infielder i guess and i i mean don't get me wrong i really enjoyed baseball a lot um but it was that summer, my freshman year summer going into sophomore year, um, I was playing a game and my coach asked, he's like, hey, we need you to pitch. I mean, you have to. We, we're running out of pitchers. I was like, all right, fine. I guess I'll do that. And, I, you know, I pitched, I think, like two innings and no, it was nothing special. I didn't even know how to throw curveballs or change-ups or anything. I was just kind of putting my hand on the ball and, you know, just throwing fastballs or whatever. But um, after doing that the first time, I was like, well, that was kind of fun. And then the rest of the summer I did it. And after the summer was over, I was like, you know what? I kind of, I kind of want to do this. I like, I like striking guys out more than I like getting a hit. So um, mm-hmm. I kind of just from right then and there, I was like, okay, this is what I want to do. And, and yet, you know, you weren't anything, like you said, you weren't anything special. Um, you know, you had uh, medi- mediocre success and your, your junior year, you know, you had improved, but you were on a, uh, I think uh, as we talked in prepar- uh, preparation for this, um, you weren't on a very good team and you're still on the JV. Right. Yeah. So I was, I played the field for JV and then I, I only pitched on varsity. So right, right then and there, I was like, wow, that, that kind of hurts. Um, kind of put a chip on my shoulder and, you know, I, I was, I couldn't have been mad at anybody but myself, I guess. Hmm. See, let's, let's stop right there because to me, this is where most people drop off. Um, it doesn't matter what size school you're, you're at and you're at a bigger school than, uh, uh, than a lot of the outstate schools, but even the outstate state uh, athletes, you know, it's kind of the line of least resistance. Where if you don't have success, you just fall off and just say, you know what, I'm 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 done with this. What was it? I mean, there had been something that you just decided, even though you were just average, that you were going to do something about it. Um. Yeah. I mean, I I guess I could have been influenced by you know, teammates. I just saw how, you know, guys on the team just love the game. Um, I myself, I mean, I love the game, but I wasn't as good as some of my teammates, some of my friends. Um, and it kind of like, it didn't make me mad, but it, it you know, it, it pushed me to, to want to be better than them, even though, even when we get to my senior year, I still wasn't, but I still like, I don't know what it was. I just kind of, I, I just, it was like, intoxicating i guess trying to better myself right right um and so at what point did you start to grow because i i saw it i witnessed it it was the the craziest thing where you go from being this five one skinny midget to uh uh, and, and not a very not a super athlete all of a sudden like what was that growth spurt like um to be honest I didn't really like you know I didn't really feel like I hit a growth spurt until I like I guess when I got back to school everyone was like oh my 
God, like, I, I don't even recognize you. And I was like, yeah, I guess. Like, now I think about it. But, uh, yeah, I was like 5'1", five, 5'2", five, my freshman year. Sophomore year, I was probably about 5'5", five, 5'6", five, five, maybe 5'7". And then my junior year, I think I was 6'1". Wow. And then, wow, yeah. So, I mean, I had a huge growth spurt from my sophomore year to my junior year that summer. Right. Um, right. And this whole time, you know, I, I didn't really lose – what I the athletic ability that I did have, I guess it wasn't much, but um, I never went through that awkward phase of you know just not being able to grow into my body. I just kind of always, you know, I was always at the gym playing basketball. Like I didn't stop playing basketball. Um, I like I like playing pickup. I liked uh, just shooting around. It was just something for me to do, I guess. Well, you even uh, got to the point where you were playing against some really good competition and they started trying to encourage you to go out for basketball again. Right. Yeah. Actually, actually. Yeah. So that, yeah, that, I guess my sophomore year, uh, my junior year, while all my friends were, you know, playing basketball <laughs> for the mm-hmm. team, I was just in hoops with other, you know, other guys that go to the gym. And then it, it was a pretty, it was a pretty big deal to play pickup late in the evening um, after school and after, after guys got off work, it was, you know, it was anywhere from, um, you know, 14 year olds to 40 year olds, I guess. Sure. And it, yeah, it was a pretty big deal. I mean, I just, I enjoyed it. Um, you know, I was, I got way better and, um, I just started, you know, my senior year, we started playing, um, what do you call it? Where it's, um, kind of like, Right before the season comes up, I don't really know what oh, it is. Oh, just a you know, preseason pickup, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. Just... And it was it was all the basketball players. Oh, um, yep, yep. You know, my friends and I was like, okay, well, you know, they're all doing that. Like, do you guys mind if I do it? And they're like, yeah, we don't care. Like, it, it doesn't matter. It's not just the basketball team. I was like, okay. Yep. And yep. you know, I was one of the better players there. Right. And oh, so it was like captain's practice. That's exactly what it was. Sorry. Yeah. That's what it was. Right. Got it. Okay. okay. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, every once in a while, the, the coaches would come in and just like take a peek, not really say much. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, one day I just left early and the assistant coach came up to me. He's like, hey, like, I can't guarantee you anything, but, um, you know, <laughs> I, I think you should, I think you should try out for us. And I was like, eh. I, I I was like, wow, that was you know, that was kind of special. I guess he like noticed that I was, you know, a lot, you know, better than most of his players. Hey, that was some validation for you, is what that was, wasn't it? Exactly. That's pretty pretty good when you're getting that from the coach. So then, you decide not to go out for basketball your senior year. This is crazy. I don't know of another team that I've ever seen in any sport like this. Your regular season ends in baseball your senior year and. Tell us what your regular season record was. Yeah, so we, we won our fourth game of the season, and then we won our last game of the regular season. So we won two games in the regular season. We're 2-17. and 17. And then they make it to the state tournament mm-hmm. and end up playing in the semifinals. Was it Eden Prairie that beat you? Eden Prairie, yep. Yes. That's crazy. That That is quite a story. But um, even your senior year, you were kind of a, a blend in guy where you got, you know, you clearly improved a little bit, but you had no colleges that were knocking on your door. No. So you had to figure out, am I done? 
uh, what's going to happen. And so what did you do? Yeah. So that senior year, um, everyone on the team was seniors, except for we had one sophomore on the team, but everyone was seniors. So we all kind of, it was, it was kind of a, you know, that state tournament was just, I mean, it was just a cool ride just because we've all grown up together playing, but I think there was, I want to say 13 seniors and eight of them all were moving on to play college baseball. So I was like, well, I mean, all my friends are doing it. I, you know, I don't want this to end. I, I didn't really, I feel like I have more potential and I didn't really get the opportunities that I felt I deserved. But at the time, I probably didn't deserve them. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so that being said, I was like, well, I guess I'll just reach out to, you know, a couple junior colleges. So I reached out to a few around the around Minnesota, and eventually I just went to go uh, tour one, and I was like, okay, that's the one I want to go to. You know, it all kind of happened so fast. I don't think my mom was expecting it. <laughs> yep, yep. And yeah, so but you shopped your you shopped around, tried to um, connect, and uh, they just almost like accepted you rather than recruited you. It was like you're you're one of many many players and so you had to prove yourself once again right and so what happened your freshman year did you uh get some playing time or um yeah I got a little bit of playing time um not as much as I would like again not as much as I thought I deserved but you know probably didn't looking back at it so I had you know three I think I had three starts and then after that they threw me in the bullpen um didn't really have very good stats I mean my earned run average was just under five so I wasn't anything special. But at the time, now let's just stop and think about this, too. You thought you were better than you really were. And I, I think that is that can if you use it correctly, like you did, I think that can really be beneficial because what it does is it gives you the confidence. But because you had a chip on your shoulder, as we said, it inspired you to work harder because it's almost like I'm going to prove these people that I'm as good as I think I am. And then later when you're, you're, you reflect on it, you're saying, no, I just, I wasn't as good as I thought I was, but it really helped you. Yes. What happened at, after your freshman year? Um, Yeah. So again, I had another chip on my shoulder, you know, growing up, you know, any, all the kids, you, you, you most likely don't agree with your coach or you don't like your coach um, if you're not getting the playing time you think you deserve, whether you do deserve it or not. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. And so, you know, that summer I was like, okay, you know what, I'm going to basically just dedicate this entire summer to, I want to kind of outwork everyone on my team. I want to, um, I don't want to have any regrets, um, you know, like that when I leave there. So, you know, I, you know, I told my mom, I was like, I'm not going to work this summer. I don't know how she felt about that. I never really asked she never really <laughs> said anything. And so, yeah, I just, I kind of dedicated every single day to baseball. So I would get up, you know, 530 in the morning, I'd go to the beach here. I guess you'd call it a beach, but it's a lake. Um, I'd do like some sprints and agility stuff. I would go home to eat. I would go to the gym to actually lift and not play basketball and, then I would go home again, eat, and then I would go throw and, you know, do baseball-oriented drills um, late in the afternoon, evening. So it was, it was kind of a full-day 
full day routine that I had um, at least five days a week, if not every day. So, but but you didn't. That, you know, a lot of people when they think they're training, they're doing random things that they feel like doing that day. But it sounds like you really had a a system, a program that you either found from a coach or designed yourself, but you you um, found this program and implemented it and decided it was important enough to be able to sustain it. Is that kind of what happened? Yeah, that's exactly what happened. So I, you know, I had, we had drills that our pitching coach at the time gave us and, you know, my freshman year, I just kind of, you know, did exactly what I was told. I didn't do any more. I didn't do any less. I kind of did, um, you know, what I was asked of me and, you know, sometimes, especially, you know, if you're not as talented, you know, it's not enough for athletes. So um, that summer I, I would do his drills, you know, he gave us about six or seven drills and I did every single one, you know, three times, 10 reps um, every day. So they, they, that kind of adds up. I guess I'm, I'm not a math guy, but that's probably about 180 plus reps a day um, just on the, you know, drills. Um so that kind of, you know, that helped me a lot. And then also I wrote up my own workout program. I didn't know if it was going to work or not, but I did it, um, you know, for sprints and uh, lifting as well. So I kind of just, you know, I wrote my own program on an Excel spreadsheet and printed it off and made sure I followed it uh, every single day. And I think that being consistent every single day with it honestly improved my confidence and that kind of helped me more than actually doing it, I guess. Okay. So then Blake, did you, did you get instant success after you uh, started that program that you had um, figured out? Um, not, not entirely. You know, I, it, it took pretty much the whole summer. Um, it's not like it happened overnight. It didn't happen in a week or a month. And I think that's the problem with a lot of people is uh, they, they give up on things because they, Either they don't trust it that it's really going to work because it uh, isn't working right away, or they just don't have you know the the resilience to stick with it. Right, and I think if you know the longer it takes, you know the better the outcome is going to be. You know, if it you know you can have those you know get slim quick <laughs> diets or whatever, and they're just right. you know they're not going to last very long. Exactly. Exactly. So then you get into your sophomore year. Um, what what kind of season did you have uh, compared to your freshman year after you had done that program the uh, whole summer? Uh, it, com- it completely changed. So I went from, you know, my freshman year, I was probably about, you know, 80 to 82. And then um, that next fall, was probably around 86, 88. Wow. Um, it was a pretty big jump. And, you know, it just it goes back to, you know, I was consistent every single day. Um, I continued it once I got onto campus that fall. So I didn't change anything. And my confidence just kind of shot up even without even facing a batter yet at my school because I just, you know, I knew I worked harder than – those guys, you know, I'd ask around and be like, Oh, so what'd you do this summer? And, you know, they'd, they'd all say, Oh, I, you know, did this, did that. Um, right. So I, I knew it gave me more confidence knowing that 
I really did outwork everyone, even though they are my teammates, you know, I still want to compete against them and even push them. So it, right. it, it, it gave me, like I said, it gave me that huge confidence boost. And once I got into the spring season, um, I had the best season I've ever had in my entire career. Um, I guess entire, you know, athletic career. And it was because of what you did physically. But as you said uh, uh, just a little bit ago, uh, the confidence had to have just gone through the roof, knowing that you had been willing to do things that others didn't. And so when you felt like you outworked them, you felt like you deserved success. Yes, no doubt. Um, I think one one big takeaway from that is just um, – I didn't really buy into my, my pitching coach's strategy my freshman year. Like I said, I kind of just did when, when he told me to do it, um, didn't do any more. And, you know, if you really do buy into something and it lines up with, you know, the goals that you have, I think the success will come. Right, so. right, right. So uh, after your sophomore year, Finally, all kinds of colleges were like beating on your door, trying to get you to uh, uh, be a pitcher for them. Is that what did that happen? No, no, no. Slow <laughs> uh, down. Yeah, no. What I, happened? I actually had to reach out to schools myself. Um, you know, I reached out to schools all around the area, Concordia, St. Paul. Right. Email, email me the next day and said, "Hey, uh, you know, I asked if I can come work out for them. You know, same thing as every other school and." They emailed me back and said, yeah, come on this day, uh, this time. So it was around October, and I did that, and they they offered me right then and there. So, wow. But they didn't come after you. They, they um, How did they not know about you? Um, I guess going to a, a smaller junior college doesn't really get too much praise, you know, doesn't get looked at. Right. And, sure. I mean, plus I didn't have a great freshman year. You know, you got to have that. You got to have a good freshman year at least somewhat um, above mediocre, I guess. Yep. And I didn't yep. have that, but. Um, wow. So things that really, you know, all that work you put in, you uh, put yourself in position for success. All of a sudden you had a huge breakthrough. Uh, you added, you know, six to seven miles an hour on your fastball. Um, uh, you're ready to take Concordia by storm. And uh, so what happened? Yeah, after that, that summer, um, at the end of the summer, I've thrown, you know, the most innings that I have ever by a long shot. I mean, I think the summer before that was the most, or the spring and summer, my freshman year, I probably threw about 50 innings, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and this this next spring and summer, I threw, I would say, a little over 100, which is a pretty big jump. Right. Um, right. I didn't really understand how to work smart I guess I just kept that you know that same program that I worked on the previous year because it worked and I knew you know maybe it's going to work you know Uh even more so I just happened I didn't really focus on rest I didn't focus on recovery Um, I just continued and you know I just it caught up to me and Mm -hmm. I had a had a pretty big elbow injury Um, didn't know what it was got to my got to Concordia and we tried rehabbing it um, every day, and I built up enough 
you know, where it felt fine. I still had that little sharp pain in there and, you know, but it was, it was good enough. And so I went out there um, and my second game I pitched is when I was like, you know what, it, it hurts too much. Mm. And after that, they shut me down for the season and said, build, build me back up in the summer. Um, I went out to Virginia to a summer league and my very first game out there, um, it was the worst pain I've ever felt. It was the sharpest pain. And next thing you know, I, I have to get surgery. And I got surgery wow. at the end of June of 2017. Okay. So you've redshirted the one year, your junior year. So um, you still have that year. And then uh, you injure yourself again. So then did it uh, – what, what happened after the Virginia incident? Um, yeah, so that was, that was the first surgery I had. So then we rehabbed it back and I was just, I was so eager to just get up on the mound and, you know, I might've rushed it a little bit or, you know, thrown a little over what I should have done um, during my rehab. And um, it happened again. <laughs> wow. That next wow. April or that, yeah, end of March. And then I got the same surgery, um, just a little bit different um, kind okay. of style, I guess. And then, in April, that was April 25th of 2018. And so I had to restart the whole rehab process again. But, you know, I knew, I knew there were people out there who were, you know, probably like, Hey, you know, after two, it's already your senior year. You should kind of hang it up. But I I didn't really want to end on that failure. I I knew there was more to come. I, you know, I was just becoming the pitcher I wanted to become ever since high school. Right. But you'd been shut down two years in a row then. So you'd played for two years, shut down for two years, and you've decided you're going to just keep going. Yeah. And, wow. That That's pretty incredible. That's resilience. And, and that's a love for the game. And so then you, you're uh, the next year, finally, you're healthy and you, you pitch for the Golden Bears. Yeah. And, and help us out with uh, where where you are right now with that. That's kind of, that's your fifth year in college. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, you know, I, I rehabbed it properly. I, I took my time this time, and I mm-hmm. did exactly what I was told by my athletic trainer, and I just, you know, trusted him, trusted the coaching staff, trusted my own instinct, my own body, and um, – I think I started, that's when I started like really diving into the mental side of, you know, sports and just being positive and um, just, you know, knowing that your mind is a lot stronger than your body. And that helped a lot. And then it, it helped me succeed. Uh, my first year back, I was uh, built up enough. I was almost a hundred percent. But I mean, just surgery wise, I was a hundred percent, but just my athletic ability, I was almost to where I wanted to be. And yeah. it worked out. Yep. So you had a you had a very good year that year, and then you you played for the St. Cloud Rocks. Is that when you played for the St. Cloud Rocks? Yep. It would be the, the yeah that, that next summer, so 2019. You um, told me summer. that was the summer of your life. It was the best you summer I ever was... had. <laughs> yeah. No doubt. And, I mean, we were on the bus more than we were 
we were on the road more than we were playing, but it was still an incredible experience. And you stayed healthy, and uh, you're like one of their very top relievers. So you're feeling strong. All of a sudden, now you're throwing in the 90s. Yep. Um, and I'm I'm going to just fast forward just a little bit because uh, I was very very fortunate to be able to go to your banquet. Um, that uh, you you always have your banquet in the winter, I believe, yep. uh, before the the season starts, and uh, and you you're a captain now for um, the Golden Bears, and you uh, you were asked to speak, and you know I listened to that, and I I I actually recorded your your speech, and you made you made two comments that really resonated with me. And one was uh, Coach Lerner. He emphasized something that you really have taken to heart, and that is uh, asking the question, are you interested or are you committed? You know, if you're interested, you're going to be just doing what everybody else does, and you're going to show up uh, on time and, and do all the drills. If you're committed, you're going to show up 30 minutes early. You're going to be a leader. And that's kind of the work ethic that you instilled in yourself and uh that's probably why you connected so well with coach learner um and that the second thing is i love this when you said uh that you came across a quote from your freshman year in college that you wrote down and kind of was your theme and it was the only thing stopping you from where you are to where you want to be is getting out of your comfort zone. I love that. And that's probably what is the thing that has probably like moved you to a level of separation from others. Don't you think? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that was an awesome quote. So then uh, bad news again, not because of an injury, but here you are looking forward to what ends up being your sixth year. And at, at the time you're working on your MBA, which is absolutely awesome, but you're waiting for the spring season and then the COVID hits. And so there's no season. You know, how, how draining was that? Uh, it honestly, it didn't seem real. Um, you know, I worked so hard for my, it was going to be, you know, what I thought was going to be a breakout season. I was, it was, you know, I was on my, on my way to wanting to be an all American. It was either all American or bust for me that year. Yeah. Um, personally. And, you know, we had a good, we had a good squad that year, um, that I was like comfortable with and under like figured we could probably do something with this team. And unfortunately this happens and, you know, it's something that, you know, nobody in the world expected. So I, exactly. my first thought was, you know, of course, you know, the 20 took about 20 minutes and I was pretty frustrated, angry. I didn't really talk to anybody. And then after that, I was like, you know what? I mean, this yeah. is everyone's dealing with this. Yeah. You know? True. True. And, you know, it, 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 it could be worse, but at the time, when, when you have something that is uh, snatched away from you where it's out of the blue, that's tough. But 
once again, the St. Cloud Rocks come come knocking on your door. They want you to pitch again. And uh, I believe you told me there's a Cape Cod League that has uh, some of the best college pitchers, uh, or excuse me, college baseball players from all over the United States that they decided to uh, not have the season. So the Northwoods League this summer was probably the best, most talented that it has been. Is that right? Yeah, from my understanding, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And from, you know, pre- playing in the previous year, it was the talent on both ends, pitching and hitting was just, you know. Yeah. Then you guys had a great season. So you finished uh, just, I think, a half a game behind the, the division champions. But um, uh, how fast are you throwing it now? Um, I mean, it was about low 90s. Wow, wow. I know at one time I saw you pitched. Uh, I, th- I know for sure it was 93. And that's major league level. I mean, when you're, when you're throwing it that fast, that's crazy fast. From uh, where you were as a uh, 14-year-old freshman, 5'1", 100 pounds, and thinking about where you are now, that, it is really remarkable. And then I, I kick myself for not being there to witness this, but the very last game of the, this summer – St. Cloud Rocks, they name a MVP of their team that finished second in the league, and his name is Blake Stelzer. You were MVP of a baseball team at that level. That's really rewarding. How do you feel about it? Yeah, it was something, it was pretty special. Um, I've never really received anything like that at any <laughs> level. Um, right. So just getting that award, I mean, I was definitely – that definitely took me out of my comfort zone just because I wasn't used to it, I guess. And it You're just, used to people cutting you short. Yeah, And definitely. just uh, making you feel like, okay, I'm better than that. Now there is, once again, there's that validation of all the hard work um, paying off. And not that you were striving to be the MVP – you were just trying to be the best you could be, and there is the reward. So, you know, when you look at all of these things, it really is is uh, your baseball career uh, that, you know, who knows uh, uh, what's going to happen. You, you are getting your MBA, so you're setting yourself up for success, but no matter what happens in, in the future um, – whether it's baseball or it's um, in business or it's relationships, when you look at what you have done and you got to feel that you have set yourself up for success, you know, the resilience um, you've proven it. Uh, You've had plenty of obstacles, hurdles, stop signs that you've had to plow through um, and, you know, it's all about you decided what you wanted to do. You figured out a program and you were willing to do what others weren't willing to do. It's kind of that interested or committed. And when you commit yourself, you, you've, you're not guaranteed success because nothing is guaranteed. But you did achieve a lot, my man. So I just want to thank you for coming on the, the podcast and uh, it's been a real treat 
to follow your career so closely. Um, and, um, you know, you, you're just a, a tremendous person and an example to others. And I've heard it from many people. So thanks, pal. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you, Gary. I appreciate you. You've always been my biggest fan and I've always been yours. So yeah. Awesome. Hey, and to all the people out there, thanks for listening and stay awesome.